Imagine a world in which we no longer need organ donors. A world where, if your heart is damaged, we can simply take your cells, convert them to stem cells, and regrow you an entirely new heart. Furthermore, imagine a world where we can 3D print limbs and organs made out of your own tissue. Well, this world is not as far away as you might think. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the science behind that. Welcome to the science behind that with Atticus Hamilton. Hello, everybody. I hope all of you guys are doing well on this beautiful Monday morning. Before we get started here with today's episode, I would like to first extend a warm welcome to all of my longtime listeners and all my new listeners. And I would also like to invite all of you guys out there to go grab yourself a delicious cup of coffee, add a little bit of maple syrup in it, and join us for today's episode. So we all know uh, what 3D printers are. <laughs> I, I actually have a 3D printer sitting right next to my desk here. Um, and I, I think, I, I remember, I actually remember vividly um, when 3D printers first came out, uh, I was in seventh grade, I think. Um Anyway, I remember when they first came out, there was such a there was such huge hype about it. People were like, you know, one day we'll be able to 3D print TV remotes, you know, if if yours breaks, it's okay, just go to your 3D printer and print a new one. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot do that yet. But what we can do is we can 3D print you a new organ. Um and this Technology actually is not necessarily new. Um, so the very first prototype of a uh, of a printer that could 3D print uh, organs was actually based off of a traditional um, traditional like office printer, and the way that worked was. Uh, like a normal office printer, it had ink jets. But unlike a normal office printer, those ink jets were filled with a cell solution. And so what would happen is that converted office printer would just print out small little layers of cells and let those cells grow. It wouldn't actually you know, work like a 3D printer because it wasn't a 3D printer. It was an office printer. And then came along the miraculous development of the 3D printer. And with that, that honestly, ladies and gentlemen, revolutionized the uh, 3D printing organs game. But this is not a history podcast. This is a science podcast. So let's break down the science behind this. So the way this works is very similar to a normal 3D printer. So a normal 3D printer, ladies and gentlemen, uses uh, a type of plastic. Usually it's a plastic called PLA uh, or PLA filament, which is an acronym for something called polyactic acid, which is a 
that's the the scientific name. That's a chemical name for the plastic that's used in 3D printers. It's a relatively thermostable polymer um, that can be melted at relatively low temperatures but quickly solidify. And so the way a normal printer works is you take, or a normal 3D printer works by having a a system to pull small pieces of that PLA filament off of a spool and the extruder, the printer, has a computer chip inside that stores like an image, a, a, a cut up image of whatever you want to print. So let's say that I want to print a model of a heart. So I send or I open up the model of a heart with a software from my 3D printer and it slices it up into very thin layers and sends that to the br- to the microchip on the 3D printer. And that basically allows the 3D printer to see and to know exactly where on the printing surface to print. And this is no different, really, than a 3D printer that prints organs. But there is one difference, and, uh, well, there are a couple differences, and one of those differences is it definitely doesn't use PLA. But it does use plastic. Um, And so this is where modern-day organ printers kind of differ, honestly, from their ancestors, from their predecessors in that their predecessors just printed pure cells onto a petri dish. But what these do is they use a liquid solution. It's a mixture of both a liquid plastic, biodegradable plastic, and stem cells. Now, so what does this mean? So what happens is you fill up the printer with this kind of nasty looking liquid of uh, biodegradable plastic mesh mixed with stem cells and the 3D printer extrudes it onto a thermal board, onto onto a heated board. Now it's not hot enough to destroy the cells but it is hot enough to solidify the plastic and so what happens is it prints off an object the same way a normal 3D printer would but the plastic is now impregnated with stem cells. And because it's biodegradable, if you were to take that plastic and put it in a bioreactor for a couple days, over time, those stem cells will grow and they will fill in the mold. Now the cool thing is, these molds are anatomically accurate to a T. Because what happens is, let's say you want to 3D print a new heart. You design a model of the patient's old heart uh, all the way down, da- all the way down to the smallest piece of the, you know, ventricular the left ventricular valve, and you you print that with your three D printer. It's impregnated with those stem cells, but those stem cells are stretched in a way in the plastic where they're being told, hey, you need to become a heart. You need to become myocardial cells. And so that is what they do. Those stem cells immediately differentiate into heart tissue. 
um, some di- differentiate into myocardial tissue, some dis- differentiate into the pericardial epithelium, others differentiate into the uh, the sinal node or the atrial ventricular node, and after a couple weeks, you have a fully functioning heart ready to be transplanted into a patient. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are at, I almost want to say a boundary. We are at a boundary line in medicine that we are quick, quickly crossing. And this boundary line is will take us into an entirely new age of medicine. An age of medicine in which if a patient comes into the ER... Uh, on an ambulance because they suffered a massive heart attack, they no long they may no longer have to wait for a donor heart. Instead, they can just um, they can just wait uh, a week or two and get a custom heart made for their own custom tailored to their own physiology. Additionally, there's been massive advancements in the field of stem cell research now to the point where we are starting to develop the ability to be able to take somebody's fat cells and convert them to embryonic or as close to embryonic stem cells as we can get. We can convert them to pluripotent stem cells, which just means stem cells that can basically become anything. And this technology is allowing couples, uh, gay couples, to have children, and it also is giving us the potential to be able to custom make hearts and any other type of organ tailor-specific to somebody's own physiology. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, that is how you grow and that is how you print a, uh, an organ and a heart. And that is how these organ 3D printers work. If you liked today's episode, I know it was a little shorter than the other ones. If you liked today's episode, make sure to, uh, I don't know, to like the episode and uh, share it to your friends. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments or, uh, or suggestions for new episodes, you can always shoot me an email at thesciencebt at gmail.com. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a lovely Monday. I hope you have a lovely week. I will see you all again on Friday. And until next time, as always, remember, stand up and question everything.